0: Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, May 28th. I'm your host, Mike Maharry. Thanks for tuning in. So how about $1,900 an ounce gold? We clawed above that 1900 level a couple of times this week, and silver has been above $28 an ounce. As I talked about last week, we seem to have had something of a pivot in the markets, and they're behaving as if rising prices might actually turn out to be a problem, and that the people at the Fed might be serious about not doing anything about it. A couple of the Fed presidents reinforced that messaging this week. San Francisco Federal Reserve President Mary Daly said even though there has been some discussion about when to talk about tapering asset purchases, as the Fed minutes from the April meeting indicated, they are not really talking about it yet. Quote, We're talking about talking about tapering, and that's what you want out of us. You want us to be long viewed here. But I want to make sure that everyone knows it's not about doing anything new. Right now, policy is in a very good place. Policy is supporting the American people. So I'll translate that Fed speech for you. Dally is saying, we know we are propping up this House of Cards economy, and we can't really do anything about it, but we want you to think that we're prepared to do something about it if we really have to, because otherwise you might panic. Then there was Chicago Fed President Charles Evans. He said he fully supports continuing the central bank's loose monetary policy. Quote, I have not seen anything yet to persuade me to change my full support of our accommodative stance for monetary policy or our forward guidance about the path for policy. So again, he's talking about these props that the Fed is stuck in the economy. He knows as well as Dally, as well as Jerome Powell, as well as any of them, that they cannot pull these props out. Evans also said the current price rises, uh, that these are unlikely to lead to the kind of undesirably high inflation that some notable economists have warned about. I mean, you know, we might get some desirably high inflation, as if there is some level of higher prices that we should be happy to pay, right? So anyway, this kind of dovish talk helped keep tailwinds behind gold this week. There were also some economic data points that hinted at some undesirable inflation, uh, to use Evans's phrase. New home sales came in much lower than expected. They fell about six percent, uh, coming in at 863,000 last month. The medium forecast the median forecast, I should say, was for $959,000. So this was a big miss. The Market Watch headline really says it all. Quote, high prices erode new home sales. And from the article, quote, the decline in mortgage demand could be a reflection of both buyers and builders' concerns about affordability. I've talked about the crazy lumber prices on this show before, but it's not just wood. A lot of building materials have gone way up in price. The cost of building a new home has skyrocketed. That is being passed on to the home buyer, and, well, they can't afford it. This is how inflation oozes through the economy. Prices rise, people have to cut back, that slows the economy, and the next thing you know, people are getting laid off again. Speaking of layoffs, weekly unemployment claims are still over 400,000 a week. Now, granted, this is way better than the numbers we were seeing earlier this year, and we're now well above the 2008 recession peak. Now, as you may recall, just a couple of months ago, we were still above the highest Uh, weekly unemployment numbers that we saw during the Great Recession. The pundits are all spinning this as great news. CNBC claimed the U.S. jobs market edged closer to its pre-pandemic self. Now, again, don't get me wrong, it's improving. But weekly claims are still nearly double what they were before the pandemic. And, you know, that kind of reveals just how bad the economy uh, has really been. Another data point that we got this week was consumer confidence. It dipped for the first time in six months. While the Fed might not be worried about rising prices, the average consumer apparently is. Inflation is one of the things cited for this drop in consumer confidence. And it makes sense, right? You're not as confident when you're having to spend more and more at the grocery store, at the gas station, and on everything that you buy. Now, while gold has peaked above 1900 a couple of times this week, as I said, uh, it's not been able to consolidate above that level. In fact, this morning there has been some selling pressure, and uh, when I started recording, we were at about 1890 an ounce. But Peter Schiff thinks that this is really just the lull before the storm. He made a short video for Schiff Gold this week that you should definitely check out. I'm going to link to it in the show notes page. He talks about why he thinks gold is going to go even higher higher and why this is the time to get your allocations in gold and silver where you want them. He also talks a little bit about why gold has languished in recent months, even though everything else seems to be in this massive bubble. It's really good analysis. Uh, I'm not going to rehash it. Just check out that video. Again, it'll be on the show notes page. I want to talk a little bit about what the Fed is doing. First off, have you heard about reverse repo operations? Now, before the pandemic, you may recall, the Fed was doing repo operation. It's kind of a quantitative easing light. In the process, the Fed basically loans cash to banks short term. So we're talking like 24 hours. And the banks give the Fed treasuries as collateral. So in effect, the Fed is buying bonds for 24 hours and then selling them back to the bank. And this is all a way to you know, keep the, uh, the monetary system moving. So, now the opposite is happening. Banks have too much cash. So, they're actually giving cash to the Fed in exchange for bonds. Now, the amount of cash flowing into the U.S. Federal Reserve repurchase facility hit an all-time high of $485 billion on Thursday. This is further pressuring key short-term interest rates, which, according to Reuters, could fall below zero. Now, in a nutshell. There's too much cash in the banking system, and of course, this should come as no surprise, given that the Fed has created trillions of dollars out of thin air over the last year. And big picture, this is really just telling you that the monetary system is jacked up. Here's an overview of what's going on from MarketWatch. Lately, demand for repo facilities has been Watched for signs that the U.S. Central Bank might potentially lose its grip on its benchmark lending rates, particularly as the Fed wrestles with how long to maintain its monetary policies as trillions worth of pandemic aid sloshes through the markets. I like that term, sloshes. Without pushing inflation and asset prices into overdrive, that's already happened. Several factors have been pegged as culprits of the recent surge in the reverse repo usage, including a cash and collateral imbalance fueled by a year plus of the Fed's $120 billion a month bond purchases known as quantitative easing. What do you know? All of this QE has created weirdness in the monetary system, in the financial markets. If you have ever had a really serious illness like cancer or something like that, or if you've cared for somebody who has, you'll be familiar with what I call medication cascade. The docs give you a medicine to treat the illness, but that medicine has side effects, so he prescribes another medicine or two or three to deal with with the side effects. This creates yet another side effect requiring yet another medication. And and pretty soon, the sickness caused by all of the medication is worse than the sickness you are actually trying to cure. This is basically what the Fed is doing right now. Intervention begets intervention. One intervention leads to another intervention, which requires another intervention. At some point, the interventionist just completely loses control. As one example, I wrote an article this week about how government job creation actually creates a drag on society over the long run. It may make the unemployment numbers look better, but it's rotting out the foundation of the labor market. I'll link to that uh, article in the show notes page as well. So, Let's talk a little bit about the Fed bond buying that was mentioned by Market Watch. Go back to last summer. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell insisted the Fed is not monetizing the debt. Sounds like Bernanke did during the 2008 financial crisis. During testimony before a Senate committee back in June, Powell flatly denied that the central bank is buying assets in order to facilitate the Treasury's sale of debt. Quote, that's certainly not our intention, Powell said. Quote, it wasn't in any way about meeting treasury supply, and it continues not to be. We really don't even think about it. Powell then claimed that the demand for treasuries out in the market is robust. So when Bernanke said the Fed wasn't monetizing the debt back in 2008, he was lying. And when Powell says they're not monetizing the debt today, he's also lying. He says that the demand for treasuries is robust, but when you look at the actual numbers, the demand is only robust because the Fed is in the marketplace to begin with. So just how much of the debt has the Fed actually monetized? More than half. Between March 2020 and March 2021, the Fed monetized more than half of the massive pandemic debt. So no wonder the banking system is all jacked up. Interventions beget Interventions. The U.S. government is borrowing and spending at a torrid rate, even as the pandemic is supposedly winding down. I went over the deficit numbers for April in a show a couple of weeks ago. I'll link to that article if you want to be reminded of just how nutty the borrowing and spending is. Now, the central bank makes all of this government and spending possible by creating artificial demand in the bond market by monetizing the debt. The Federal Reserve buys treasuries on the open market with money created out of thin air. This supports bond prices and keeps interest rates artificially low. Without this central bank intervention, there would not be enough demand in foreign and domestic markets to absorb all of the bonds the U.S. Treasury needs to sell. Interest rates would skyrocket and make the cost of borrowing prohibitive. So really, that's in a nutshell why the Fed is buying all these bonds. So since March 2020, the federal government has added $4.7 trillion to the national debt. Stop and think about that number for a second. $4.7 trillion in debt in one single year. I can't wrap my head around that number. I don't think anybody can. I think that's a big part of the reason that people kind of just shrug and don't really care. We can't conceptualize just how much debt the government's running up. Now, when the Treasury sells bonds, there are a lot of buyers out there. There's Foreign investors, they buy up a big chunk of U.S. debt. U.S. banks buy a lot of treasuries. And American investors, you know, companies, institutions, they buy a big chunk of the treasuries. But you know who bought the most treasuries over the last year? Take a guess. Take a wild guess. Yup, the Federal Reserve. The Fed bought $243 billion in U.S. Treasuries in the first quarter of 2020 alone, since it launched QE Infinity in March 2020. The Fed has purchased a staggering $2.44 trillion in U.S. government bonds. In other words, the Fed has monetized more than half of the U.S. debt accrued since the beginning of the pandemic. And yet, Jerome Powell says, we're not monetizing the debt. No other entity has bought more U.S. bonds than the Fed, not foreign investors, not U.S. banks, not even U.S. corporations and individuals. The Federal Reserve now holds a record 17.6% of the total U.S. national debt. The Fed's share of the U.S. debt low exploded from 9.3% in Q1 2020 to the current level we are at today. So the Federal Reserve is the biggest player in the U.S. bond market. This raises an important question. How can the central bank even consider tapering QE when the federal government still has trillions of dollars in spending coming down the pike? Remember, on top of all the spending that we've already committed to, President Biden has proposed a $2 trillion plus infrastructure plan, he has proposed the American Families Plan, and there will undoubtedly be more spending plans in the future. The administration claims it can pay for all of this through tax hikes on the rich. Mark my words, this will not happen. I'd bet real money, gold, on it. These programs will cost more than projected, and the tax revenue will come in under forecasts, and that means the government will have to borrow even more money, and the Fed will have to monetize more debt. If the central bank does take its thumb off the bond market, interest rates will spike. That's not a viable option when your entire economy is built on borrow and spend. This is why Fed presidents are running around out there saying, Oh, don't worry, inflation is transitory. No problem. Nothing to see here. They know they can't do anything about it. So their strategy, I think, is basically just sit back and hope. And that should not make you particularly comfortable. So, Again, are you ready for this? As Peter said in the video he made, now is the time to get ready. You don't want to be buying gold when the mainstream realizes what's really happening and they're all trying to get through the door at the same time. Talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metals specialist today. Call one eight 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 gold 160 or email info at shiftgold.com. They can talk to you. They can help you figure out how precious metals can fit into your investment strategy work within your portfolio for your personal goals. Talk to him today. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. uh on Stitcher. You'll find links on the show notes page to all of this stuff. Make sure you check out the show notes page today. There's a lot of stuff over there that you'll want to check out. I hope you have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend and I'll talk to you again next week.